I'm not sure if you've heard about this this woman. Her name is Agnes Gonje Bojazeyu. It's Agnes Gonje Bojazeyu. I spent all the night trying to pronounce this the right way. So she was born in a middle-class home in the 20th century. She moved to the poorest part of the world. She worked tirelessly, mostly in anonymity. She worked among the destitute, the dying. She did menial tasks that no one else would do. Little by little, the news about her work started to spread. Women from other countries began to join her. Reporters started observing her life and writing about her amazing witness. Her work expanded to other countries. She became one of the most influential women of the 20th century. In the year 1979, she received the Nobel Peace Prize. And she spoke to the crowds, as she addressed, about the demands of real love, how God was the true source of peace, and how abortion was the greatest destroyer of peace today. The crowds who listened to her cheered her, even though many of them did not hold these Christian ideals. In the year 1982, she gave the commencement address at Harvard University. She told young people to embrace the virtue of chastity and the dignity for all life. And again, this message was received well. How, how is it possible that such a counter-cultural message was received well at a secular university like Harvard? How is it possible? In the year 1985, the United Nations honored her at its 40th anniversary celebration and she spoke before the most powerful leaders in the world. In her speech, she told the crowd that they were children of God, that they needed to pray because they couldn't give what they didn't have. More applause followed. The United Nations was praising a religious message. The Secretary General of the United Nations at the time said, this when introducing her. This is a hall of words. A few days ago, we had on the stage the most powerful men in the world. Now we have the privilege to have the most powerful woman in the world. I don't think I need to present her, 
She doesn't need words. She does need deeds. She is the United Nations. She is peace in this world. Who is this woman that the United Nations called the most powerful woman in the world? What made her so powerful? Agnes Gonje Bojazewu is also known today as Saint Teresa of Calcutta, or also called Mother Teresa. She became one of the most influential women in the world, not because of her wealth, not because of her fame, not because of a title or a position that she held, but because of the remarkable way she lived her life. So some people influence the world with their richness, with their fame, with their positions of power, but then there are others like Mother Teresa who exhibit a very different kind of authority, one that's much more influential. It is modeled on Christ himself. It's the kind of authority to which an ordinary person like you and I can aspire to. We call this authority a name, and the name is, it's a moral authority. We hear in today's a gospel, Jesus entering the synagogue and people, and he speaks something and people are astonished at his teaching. And, they, and the gospel says he taught them as one having authority. But what did he teach them? Go and read back the gospel. It does not tell us what he taught them. It just tells us he taught them with authority. So there's no content for Jesus' teaching, but rather Jesus himself is that authority. So what is moral authority? That is what Jesus displaying, what Mother Teresa displayed. It is the ability to lead others, not by our title or position, but by the way we live. So Jesus we, was an effective leader because he lived humility, he lived courage, he lived love. His entire way of life inspired people. It left a lasting impression in billions of people. Um, it leaves a, a lasting impression on billions of people even today. And Mother Teresa made many, many sacrifices as she served the poor around the world. Her actions spoke louder than her words. True authority or moral authority that, that we all have to aspire to ha affects and has an effect on us. This authority changes us. It moves us to action. And this is what the life of Mother Teresa does what the life of Christ did. It moved people to change, to become better. 
we hear today what this teaching does. You know, it, it, it drives out the unclean spirit. Right? This is what it does. Jesus drove out the unclean spirit. How do you do that? Again, we go back. It's because he exhibited moral authority. You know, there is evil. Evil is real. All right? We're fascinated by evil. You know, we have had people who come and sometimes tell us, hey, you know what? Please come and bless a house because I think there's an evil spirit right here. Right? So uh, we're fascinated by evil, right? Evil is real. But then there are other kinds of evils, right? We have evils. Um, like the war and uh, natural disasters. I mean, there's a lot of evil around, let's say. But there's also evil in us, right? There's evil in us, inside us. But what our gospel is telling us today is that, that Jesus can drive it out because he lived this moral authority. But you and I could also do that if we lived that moral authority, right? Obviously, in Jesus, in his name, we can do that. Okay, um, so a question to ask ourselves today, today is this. Are we people with moral authority? In our own families, fathers, mothers, do I have moral authority before my children? Do I live an integrated lifestyle? Am I a role model for my children? Do I speak words that are befitting to a father, of a father and a mother? What about those of us who, you know, serve in, in ministry, at parish, as catechists, as leaders, lectors, and, you know, Eucharistic ministers? Um, are we people of moral authority? Right? Are you a person? And this is a question to each one of us. Are you a person with moral authority? It is said um, one day Abraham Lincoln was invited to give a speech at, at a school. I think it was the graduation or, or whatever. So Abraham Lincoln goes. It's his turn to speak and he tells the crowd, the young students and faculty and everybody who's there, I have three things or three things to tell you. The first, never give up. Second, never give up. Third, never give up. And then he goes and takes a seat. Those were some of the most powerful words uh, that these young um, students heard because Abraham Lincoln himself was living it. It was coming from his own experience, from living this way of life. So as we prepare to receive Christ in the Eucharist, let us ask today the grace to be people with moral authority. Let us aspire for moral authority, to not to be able to lead and influence people by our title and positions, but by the way we live.